Hey everybody, I'm Mike McDonald. My buddy Jesse Stratton loves some of the cheesiest movies ever made. He spent years telling me about them all, so now I'm finally watching these movies for the very first time. This is our podcast where we break those movies down together. This is the Celluloid Dumpster Fire. Hey everybody, today we are talking about something very out of the ordinary for us. This is a brand new release. This episode drops on June 4th, which means the film premiered yesterday on YouTube. This is the 2022 horror comedy from Paul Dale, Sewer Gator. (laughs) Made on a budget of Paul's spare change and an expired Popeye's coupon, There will be no theatrical release. This is going to be direct to video on demand. Movie was written, directed, cinematography, and editing all by Paul Dale. No crew for this film, just a guy with a camera and a dream. Paul Dale is known for silent but deadly fast food and cigarettes, and he also worked as an associate producer on the Animal Planet reality show Pitbulls and Parolees, about a New Orleans pitbull rescue that provides stable employment opportunities for recent parolees. They are just kicking off their 19th season of that show, too. Oh, man. Uh, Paul worked on that, uh, on that show from 2016 to 2018. And he's, he's it. He, this is a one-man show. And he and the star of the show, Kenny Bello, will be joining us throughout to explain bits of the uh, movie for us. And, uh, this movie really reminds me, I mean, obviously, like, kind of Jaws and stuff, but um, also, like, a lot of those, like, gators and, like, the movie Frogs. Oh, what yeah, kind Frogs. Of, yeah. Oh, man, that's a good one. Uh, what kind of directors, one. like, inspired you? Oh, man. on You know, I've always loved, loved, loved... Uh, Roger Corman. I, I mean, he's more of a producer on that end, but anything Roger Corman has done is like, to me, just, I love guys who are able to pull crap off when they have literally nothing, right? Like that to me is impressive. That's, I, I find very little uh, entertainment value. It's something that has a lot of money, but <laughs> frankly, <laughs> I, totally, I totally feel you on that one, man. It's so hard to find like good movies that, you know, uh-huh. Because, like, yeah, there's so much crap out there in the theaters and stuff, and you like, oh, you don't have video stores. So, I like your kind of like revival of that whole thing, you know? Yeah, you know, it's shit gets so like committee based. You know, everybody gets an opinion and, and not in a, I'll say this like, I, I like to think that on my sets, everybody's got an opinion, but it's all like, hey, how can we make this funnier, goofier, sillier? Let's all have a good time. It gets very committee based and sort of like, a, you know, work on some sets with some bigger budget stuff. and it always becomes there's somebody in LA phoning in saying that, oh, we want you to change this, this, and this. It doesn't make any sense. I frankly can't stand that crap, which is I will firmly uh, stay put in my my lane of a very, very no budget cheese ball junk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah. um, and other guys, I, you guys familiar with Al Adamson? That's his last name. He was a uh, director of like really terrible exploitation movies in the 70s um i think i've I've heard of them they're like i mean makes roger corman look like high art level stuff but uh (laughs) he was he's great just because he like again it was just a guy who did all this crap with absolutely nothing and his movies are hysterically funny and uh there's a great documentary on him that i love which the name of escapes me yeah yeah but i'm at a weird end he's a uh, somebody was doing work on his house wound up murdering him. It's a really, yeah, weird, gruesome story. But uh, yeah, so basically, he wrote a script where like a murderer kills a guy and puts him under a hot tub that he's installing in the house. And the guy who killed him read the script. He's like, "Hey, what do you think of this?" And the guy did that and stole a bunch of money from. Him. Anyway, that's a really downer story. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's cool. I like it. Movie, as I said, stars Kenny Bello as Sheriff Mitchell. He is known for appearing in Paul Dale films, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kenny, why do you do these movies? Why do I do these? You know, um, so I, I've always been kind of a, uh, a, a team-based guy. I, I was a bicycle racer my whole life. Um, from, from the time I was, you know, a kid, I went to college, I didn't have a car. 
I started racing my riding my bike, got into racing. Um, but I originally wanted to be an actor. And, you know, 30 years later, I'm still thinking I really wanted to be an actor. Um, and so for 30 years, you know, I was on these all these different teams and everything is, you know, goal oriented and team based. And then I start working with Paul. And this isn't this isn't a knock on Paul, at all. but uh, Paul's a great leader. You know, it's it's it, as silly as the, his his movies are, and and you know they're 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 very funny and 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 campy. I mean, he's a he's a he's a great leader. He's he's somebody that people everybody enjoys working with. You, it's a good time, and he 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 um he lets people run with ideas quite a bit. And then when you see what he's done with your idea, it's, um, you know, it's, 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 it's impressive. So he's had me speak before his last couple of, and uh, both times I said, this is a one man show that other people are just ancillary, you know, uh, doing, doing things behind him. Um, Paul's a, Paul's a one man band. I mean, he's doing all the camera work, the editing, the, you know, uh, the promotion he puts on the whole uh, you know, the, the premiere, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, he rounds up everything. It's, it's surprising what one guy gets done literally in his off time. He's got a full-time job and a kid and a wife. And, yeah. I could hardly get the dishes done. <laughs> I mean, and most of the folks in this movie, just, they're not actors. They're just people Paul knows. It's like childhood friends and, uh, friends of the crew, which is basically him, you know, and right. Sophia Brazda is Gladys. She, this is her only acting credit. Yeah, it's my cousin. I uh, I had no idea that we had a, a star, you know, in the family. But uh, I called her up kind of last minute because we needed somebody to fill that role, and uh, she just kind of jumped in. And she, I mean, she blew me away. It's weird because you don't, you know, you don't think your cousin is like, yeah, whatever. It's my kid cousin, you know. But then, like, I'm I'm later on. I'm looking at the footage, and I'm like, holy crap. Whatever it is, that thing, you know, that makes you want to watch somebody. I mean, she's got it spades. I was really, yeah. I was blown away by her. She's great. She's fantastic. She's funny in this. Uh, she's one of the funniest people in this. One. Sean Fellon as Mayor Bobby Boudreaux the fourth. Sean is, uh, he just does IT work. He's a guy, another guy I went to high school with. And he just, he was in the, the mime movie I mentioned earlier. Um, he played an alien in that. And he uh, he's so funny. He's so funny he's, to act. Uh, oh, yeah. He just, yeah, he would show up to set. He, I told him, I was trying to find somebody to play this part, this really weird part in the movie. And uh, I just called him up, or I, I ran into him at a friend's house. And I was like, oh my God, this is you. You're that guy. You're, you're the alien guy. He's like, I, I don't know what you're talking about, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then he just showed up to set and I never gave him a script or anything. I just throw lines at him. And he was like, what are we doing? I don't understand. And so this time I, I actually script in advance, but I don't think you read it. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't you know, read it. Austin Nolte as Shane. He is one of only two real actors in this movie. He has appeared in The Green Lantern, Battleship, Preacher, Pitch Perfect, Twilight Saga, Breaking Dawn, Part, and NCIS New Orleans. I saw like on his IMDb that he uh, he he does a lot of like uh, stuff behind the scenes and like uh, crew work. Right. He does a lot of crew. He does a lot of art department. He's done some stunt work. A guy named Austin Nolte, who is just one of the funniest like guys. He's uh, much like a lot of the other people on set, unlike myself. He's a, a very, very hardcore professional, right? Like he does a lot of does a lot of stunt work, especially. So like we'd be filming scenes and he'd be like, uh, oh, man, you want some pads so that they can jump onto him? I was like, yeah, you got him. <laughs> He'd pull him out of his trunk. He's got this like little crappy Toyota Camry, <laughs> and it was like Mary Poppins bag back there, right? Like Kenny's mm -hmm. duty belt, right? Like my, my whole my whole gun belt. I came with some stuff that I cobbled together. This might look good. This might make me look like a cop. He had the entire thing just sitting there. <laughs> like, okay, nice. <laughs> a forty caliber handcuffs, uh, extra magazines, the the clip on belt. You know. It, all of it. Just, oh, here you go. <laughs> yeah. He's, oh, yeah. And he just, he's one of these guys who just really, um, you know, he, he gets the joke in a way that, that's really, really funny. In, uh, in that mime movie, he played a, a mime who gets kidnapped and interrogated and then starts talking immediately, you know. And um, <laughs> the, <laughs> one of the problems with these sets is everybody's loaded the entire time we're making the movies. 
So like halfway through a scene, he would just go into a British accent and I'd be like, Austin, Austin, that's the wrong movie. We've got to go back. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if, if you need a cop in the background, Sean is your or Yeah, Austin is your guy. Yeah, he uh, he's really imposing. He's like a big guy, you know, so he's kind of right. scary looking. And we have Manon Paget as Laura Andrews. She's the other real actor. She has appeared in Patriot's Day, The Purge TV series, not the movie. <laughs> Purgatory Road and a long list of short films. And, and you know, it's it's crazy. I don't know if you saw Fast Food and Cigarettes. Um, Manon and Fast, Fast Food and Cigarettes is like award-winning performance in that movie. Mm-hmm. And she didn't have a, as prominent a, a piece here. Or she had quite a long monologue in Fast Food and Cigarettes. And here, you know, with her appearances were broken up quite a bit. But boy, acting, you know, opposite of, of, of both of those two women, there's, whew, it's, yeah, I really had to bring my A game. And finally, we have Carter Simono as Reggie. He also recorded the theme song for this. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's all right. <laughs> so how'd but, the cast uh, for this come together? Oh, man. Well, um, so Kenny and I met, you know, Kenny plays the lead in this. I met Kenny when I was doing a local TV commercial years ago. He uh, he was in that for me. And um, we hit it off. You know, I, I liked him a lot. And we got along and had a similar sense of humor and stuff. So I've been putting him in stuff ever since. And that's true for uh, a lot of the, the cast. If you go down on the IMDb page for this movie, you'll see that most of these cats show up in, in multiples of my movies because uh, as soon as I get somebody who's willing to do this crap, I'm going to subject them to as much of it as possible before they <laughs> <laughs> completely fail on me, right? Um, but yeah, so that's that's Kenny um, Austin Nolte who plays the, the gator hunter uh, in it. He's hysterically funny, man. I met him. I did a movie called Silent but Deadly, which is about a killer mime. Uh, you guys would probably enjoy that yeah. <laughs> as well. Um, so. He, uh, a buddy of his was in that movie, uh, this guy, Steve Hammond, and he, they were just texting one day and Steve comes up to me and goes, Hey, uh, I'm going to part from my friend, Austin. And I was like, yeah, tell him to show up. We'll, uh, we'll put him in it. And he showed up and same kind of thing, you know, we hit it off and, uh, and he's just been doing movies ever since with me. And then, uh, Manon, um, the, she plays the, the gator expert woman. Um, she is originally from Normandy, France. I hope I get that right. Not, I'm sure I'll get an earful about it. Um, but she, uh, I met her literally through a Craigslist casting call, right? When I was making that mime movie, I put a thing out on Craigslist this was a few years ago, back before people were worried about getting murdered on Craigslist. I guess, I mean, people probably still were, but <laughs> it's amazing what actors will, <laughs> will do to try to get a part in something. So, uh, yeah, she just like showed up. This was, I don't know, God, almost 10 years ago now. We're making that movie and, uh, she sent in a video audition. She did a great job. And so I was like, yeah, come on out. And she's like a professional, you know, which I'm not. So uh, she showed up and I was like hungover and in my underwear. She was like a half an hour early for the shoot. And I was like, oh, God, this is too much. You know, know, I really I don't know why it is that people keep coming back and doing this crap with me. Because, like, you know, there's like guys I went to high school with who are in this thing. And I get why they do it because they're like, oh, it's Paul's movie. (laughs) But like there are. I mean, these actors like Kenny Manon, Austin, they're like legitimately good. And I'm sure Kenny could speak to this better than I can. The only thing that I could think, and this is not for me to pat myself on the back here. There he is. Um, I like to think that doing these crappy little movies is like the closest you can get to what it was like when you were a kid and you stole the family camcorder. Mm-hmm. Right. And you went in the backyard with your friends or your brothers and your sisters and you tried to like remake Indiana Jones or do something like that. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. I, I like to think that doing this type of shit is just it's it's like a throwback to that kind of feeling of like we're not there's not a craft services table or anything. We're just goofing around and having a good time. And uh, anyway, that that's my hope, at least. I mean, I'm a child of the 70s. I know the stories about the alligators in the New York sewers. But um, why don't you tell us how you came came up with this? OK, yeah. So um, the long and short of it, when I was a kid. 
my grandmother grew up in Brooklyn, New York, right? I'm, I'm from New Orleans. My grandmother's from Brooklyn. She met, she was an airline stewardess in the sixties, met my grandfather who was a musician. It's a whole wild story. Anyway, so much like you, my grandmother grew up with the alligators in the sewers, you know, uh, urban legend. And so I would hear that as a kid, except on her version, it wasn't alligators. It was always a, it was a hand that would come up through the toilet and grab you, right? That's uh, so. I remember being a child and I was petrified, right? I genuinely believed there was going to be a hand that was going to come up through the toilet and get me. And then over the years, I found out about the alligators in the sewer thing, and you know, I I, I like creature features, and I was like, ah, oh, man, it will take a crack at that and kind of make a, a goofy, silly, stupid thing. And then, uh, yeah, the rest is history, I guess. Movie opens with a Gator Festival commercial. In a very unfurnished apartment. This was this all shot in your house. <laughs> it was uh, very little of it was shot in my house. Actually, my, okay. uh... <laughs> <laughs> I was watching it. You know the 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 very opening of it, and uh-huh. I thought he's painting somebody's house, and just decided, fuck it, let's make the movie here. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that was actually a buddy of mine had just bought a place and he was moving in uh, and just like painted the walls and everything. And I called him. I was like, Sean, uh, we got to film at your house. He's like, what? What are you talking about? I was like, don't worry about it. We're just coming over at this time. You know, and you just show up and <laughs> put him through it. Bobby Boudreaux, the fourth, explaining this is the 50th anniversary of the Gator Festival, which has been going for 50 years. And that's a very long time because it's 50 years. <laughs> this guy the guy that plays the mayor oh man like every scene he's in he steals the show yes he does not just with his mustache but sometimes with just his mustache yeah sometimes just mustache alone comes in the frame and you just what the hell <laughs> norma jean and frank thompson are arguing about going to the ikeas to get some new furniture because <laughs> well They've got basically a cooler and some folding chairs to sit on. We get a POV shot of a monster crawling through a culvert as Frank heads to the bathroom to initiate the toilet scene from Dumb and Dumber. And a gator bites him on the butt. (laughs) Frank starts hollering and Norma Jean thinks that he's just struggling to take a dump after eating gas station food every day. She says, you know, that stuff's just one molecule away from being plastic. (laughs) (laughs) Well, by the time she goes in to check on him, there's nothing left of Frank except a very yellow fake foot floating in the toilet bowl. How long have you had that foot sitting around? It looks like you've had it a while. Yeah, you know, I think I I got that in high school uh, when I was like starting doing these things with a little family video recorder. Recorder, you know, I had uh, used to make zombie movies, and so I think I got that foot <laughs> in the early aughts when I was just dicking around in the backyard with my friends. And Norma Jean screams, and we freeze frame on her face every time. Like at the beginning, like there's a death zoom kind of like thing when the gator gets the guys or yeah. whoever. That's that's like hilarious to me. I don't, every time that happened, I lost my shit. Who inspired that? Like that just dun dun dun, and like it's like cut. Um, yeah, that idea essentially. I mean, part of it's the sort of uh, you know Evil Dead, the the four shot right of just kind of going through yeah. that kind of a thing. And again, it's one of those like when you don't have the money to have a. <laughs> <laughs> worth a damn you uh you make it work you know and also it's funny like i i love doing uh freeze frames on people's faces when they're like you know in abject horror because the faces people make are so yeah. damn funny i mean and this that's part of it too like everybody who's in this movie is just they're all funny funny people and it's like okay do it really big and ridiculous and then you can kind of find that frame where somebody's like ah, you know yeah. <laughs> so, it's just fun man <laughs> Next, the phone wakes up Sheriff Mitchell. He's sleeping in his office. His desk contains a very impressive collection of empty beer containers, and some of them not so empty. Yeah, uh, it is pretty amazing. It's bottles and cans. Uh, it's it's just like every like worn down country sheriff. You know, he's like you know disabled and uh, like his shirt's like not even tucked in, and he's just kind of like, oh man. And yeah, well, Sheriff oh, yeah. Mitchell. 
has recently gone through a divorce. And so he's he's sleeping in the office because apparently his ex-wife got the trailer. He's pretty much done with life and does, would rather not be bothered. But Gladys walks in with coffee. Sheriff Mitchell gets up and tries to light a cigarette and she snatches it out of his mouth and throws it in his coffee cup, which he promptly decides to drink. I guess if he can't smoke his cigarette, he will drink his cigarette. (laughs) That's when Gladys tells Mitchell about Frank getting eaten by an alligator. And this is the funniest line. She said that Reggie had told her that Frank Thompson got eight. Eight what? Up. (laughs) (laughs) it's it's a great line and she delivers it deadpan and and works really well that that day we filmed that day uh from from morning to night in a a tourist convention center like a like a welcoming center um in cajun land like down in in the in the parishes down there and um uh, we were surrounded by alligator memorabilia and stuff. And so the mayor's <laughs> office, the sheriff's office, it was all in that, in that center. And, um, yeah, it was, uh, that was a fun day because, uh, we had people just throwing crazy ass ideas at Paul and, and he, he just molded into something that would work. And it was really funny. Well, Mitchell heads over to investigate, and then we get the theme song along with opening credits and some really good stock footage of alligators. Yeah, these. Uh, I like this opening. It reminds me of the Sopranos, but in Louisiana. Yes, it's, it's just a sheriff driving, and it cuts to him like at the wheel and stuff, and he's like listening to radio. It's like talk radio. And he right. switches it to the theme song, and then it keeps on going back to like pictures of gators and stuff and it's it's really cool i like how they did that yeah as a uh conspiracy theorist talk radio show playing we'll get more of that don't worry (laughs) (laughs) this is a very short film if you include the opening and total and closing credits combined if you include 11 minutes of credits this film is 61 minutes long And in the closing credits, it explains that that's because it had to be over an hour in order to get it distributed. (laughs) (laughs) Also, yeah, they got like joke credits all over the place. Yes. Kind of reminiscent of uh, the Deadpool movie, uh, the comic book movie. Right. It's like they just, you know, like they put whatever the hell they want to up there and stuff. It's, (laughs) It's really jokey. A subtitle appears on the screen to say that it is one week before the Gator Festival. Sheriff Mitchell and Reggie are investigating Frank's death, and Mitchell tells Reggie to just bag up whatever's left while he goes to talk to Norma Jean. So Reggie takes this uh, plastic foot out of the toilet and sticks it in a one-gallon Ziploc bag, because that's the budget they have in this in Thibodeau County. Hey, whatever works, right? Yes. Norma Jean sees this and she screams. So Mitchell tells him to get that out of here. And he very sheepishly just hides it behind his back and sideways walks out. Of the- <laughs> 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 They're in a half finished kitchen. Mitchell promises Norma Jean that they will get to the bottom of, of whatever happened to Frank. Next day at the Thibodeau sewer plant, an old man finds a nest of gator eggs and is immediately eaten by the mama alligator. And anytime anybody gets eaten by the alligator or attacked by the alligator, we just freeze on their face. Yeah, like zooms in, like the camera rushes them like a POV shot and (laughs) you get the goopest death face ever. (laughs) Back in his office, Mitchell is opening up a package of cookies and Gladys is giving him crap about that, saying he'll never find another woman if he keeps eating cookies and beer. Mitchell says he doesn't need another woman as he's got cookies and beer. <laughs> I mean, what more could a fellow want? Yeah, it's, hey, it makes me happy. Cut to a recurring character in Paul Dale's films, Brock Peterson, live action news with Brock Peterson. <laughs> Played by Paul Dale. <laughs> Played by Paul Dale, yes. And if you ever uh, wondered just what Paul Dale looks like in real life, well, yeah, this is it. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Maybe not as sleazy, but yeah, uh, 
almost he looks like a, yeah it's it's like i don't know what he does to his hair and stuff but it, it makes him look <laughs> like a, uh, i don't know kurt russell in that used cars movie or something it's like just kind of like yeah that guy's sticky <laughs> brock peterson is interviewing mayor bobby about the gator festival but that's not what this is for this is really just a platform for brock's tagline yeah which are amazing yeah some are pretty genius i like them like Uh, the very first one is mustache reeks of corn chips and women's lingerie (laughs) he pulls his pants down all the way at the urinal he does uh thinks all little people are related is wearing a thong has a tramp stamp of gandhi yeah allegedly Never learned to love himself and tried to punch Betty White. There's some some fantastic taglines there. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, yeah. <laughs> I came up with a few. If if you're if you're I'm down. very interested. Yes. All right. So uh Brock Peterson banned from Applebee's for two more weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Still has That's his Hollywood video card in case streaming turns out to be a fad. <laughs> this one I'm particularly proud of. <laughs> Sold the trailer, kept the jet ski. <laughs> Man, if you uh if I use any of those, I'll give you a writing credit on the next about <laughs> <laughs> unable to measure a thousand feet from an elementary school. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to Mitchell talking to the medical examiner on the phone about Frank's death. The cause of death was an alligator coming out of the toilet and eating him by the ass. And Mitchell's kind of Mitchell's not really buying this, you know. He, he says, you know, this is a serious. This is somebody's uh, death certificate. We can't make jokes on this. And no, the coroner is is serious. Is what he's got here. Yeah, they make it a point to really put that ass in there. Yes, they did everything except have somebody slip up and talk about alligators eating ass. It was just alligators <laughs> eating people by the ass. Well, Mitchell goes to the mayor and wants him to call off the Gator Festival. The mayor is concerned that Mitchell is there because of something the mayor did at a massage parlor. <laughs> <laughs> But no, Mitchell finally convinces him it's not about whatever you did at the massage parlor. It's about the Gator Festival. You need to call it off because if there are alligators in the sewer, it's going to be a bloodbath. Uh, But the mayor's not going for it. He thinks it's just a freak accident. Cut to a Mormon missionary who is entirely too happy. Yeah. He's the kind of happy that you just want to punch in the face. Yeah, he's in, definitely in the wrong neighborhood, man. I'm, I'm surprised <laughs> he didn't get killed sooner in the movie. He, Yeah, he's the kind of happy you definitely want to die. And everybody's just slamming the door in his face. One woman answers the door and he wanted, asks if he could talk to her about their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ of the Latter-day Saints. And she says, I'm Catholic. And just slams the door. And as she's going back through her living room, she thinks she hears something over by her piano. So she goes to investigate. And we see a POV shot of her lifting the lid on this baby grand piano. And as soon as she does, the alligator jumps out and attacks her. (laughs) Brock Peterson again. Brock Peterson live action news with Brock Peterson. Brock Peterson report. He's talking to the camera operator and smoking a cigar, not realizing he's live on the air. He's reporting the story of Margaret Boudreaux, who was attacked by an alligator that leapt from her piano. Now, remember, this is the same woman who told the Mormon that she was Catholic. Margaret was able to fight off the alligator using a voodoo doll. (laughs) So that checks out. We get a video of Margaret fighting off the alligator, backed by Brock's recounting of the event. I don't think she was ever afraid of this alligator because she wrestles the alligator on the floor. The alligator gets away from her. She immediately jumps up and yells, get back here so I can kick the shit out of you. Yeah, she starts cussing. (laughs) She's she's like a mean old broad, man. She just starts going at it. 
beating him with the uh, voodoo doll and stuff. Yeah. It's hilarious. I, I laughed out loud when that came on. So she actually is uh, the guy who played the Mormon, who's a buddy of mine from high school. That's his mom. And uh, <laughs> for years, I've been threatening to put her in one of my movies. And so I just kind of showed up at their house one day. It was like right after it was in the midst of Mardi Gras. Right. And so, you know, we're in South she was very hungover. And uh, <laughs> I showed up at her house and I was like, hey, we're going to do this scene today. She was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> she was a trooper and uh, <laughs> went ahead with it for me. So shout out to Miss Margaret. great well she chases it into the bathroom with the voodoo doll and she pulls back the shower curtain just in time to see the tail slither down the shower drain possibly one of the best shots of the movie yeah it should be like on the cover or whatever clip art like that just that that image of yes that tail going down the drain is like really cool Yes. Next, we have an angry mob at the sheriff's office. Gladys is just chilling out in Sheriff Mitchell's chair, and Mitchell fights his way into the office. It turns out Margaret Boudreaux has put up a reward for anybody who kills the uh, the gator. You want to know how much the reward was, Jesse? Uh, there was some z- O's. There's some zeros in it. I know that. Five, zero, zero, zero. 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 That's five thousand dollars. Five thousand dollars. <laughs> All the jokes in here are just as dumb as they can be. And and like we said, you're in on the joke. You know, you know how nice it is to hear that somebody gets gets it, you know, because <laughs> we had the premiere uh in a bar and and like people were crying, laughing. I, I turned around and my wife had surprised me and invited a bunch of my friends and they were all stood behind me. And I turned around and they were literally wiping tears off their eyes because they were laughing so hard. Cause, cause, you know. And then we get two weeks of really horrible reviews of people who just don't don't get this. And uh, yeah, it's, it's nice. Nice to hear what you're saying, Jeff. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Mayor Bobby bursts in yelling, Buddhist babies, it's a shit show out there. <laughs> <laughs> and we cut to a conference room meeting between Mayor Bobby and Sheriff Mitchell and some concerned people of Thibodeau. Cletus, who is played by Austin Frosch, is actually from Spain, but doesn't sound like he does in the movie, says that He's worried about goddamn lizards in the fucking sewers. Uh, Mayor Bobby reminds him he shouldn't talk like that since he's their preacher. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and a fifth genero- generation Tibidillion <laughs> with a very strong Spanish accent. Very strong. Yes. Sheriff Mitchell still wants to cancel the Alligator Festival. And this, this starts some serious arguing. Until somebody drags his fingernails across the whiteboard. <laughs> which doesn't sound anything at all like fingernails on a blackboard. It's just no. squeaky. Like, whoop. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like he's wiping his hand on glass or something. You know? Yeah. This is Shane the Gator Hunter. He just appears out of nowhere throughout this entire movie. Anytime you see it, there's one scene that we'll get to where they actually go to him. Every other time he appears on camera, he just pops out of nowhere. Yeah, it's like Batman, but in reverse. It's like he just pop, <laughs> pops in. Now, Shane is a troublemaking Cajun. Um, he's been picked up for speeding, for DUI, for hunting alligators without a permit, for a number of petty crimes. But he offers to, to catch the alligator for them, but he's not going to do it. For $5,000. He wants $25,000. And the mayor's not going to pay that. So Shane leaves. At the sheriff's office. Gladys is fielding calls. About gators in the sewer. And we get a video. Of a woman doing laundry. And being eaten by an alligator. That comes out of her washing machine. Followed by a gator tail. Slithering back down into the wash. Gladys leaves a message for Mitchell. And this was the laugh out loud moment of the movie for me, where she says, people keep calling here about alligators in the sewers. And I haven't 
I, I'm getting real scared and I haven't peed in three days and I got to go real bad. <laughs> yeah, that secretary has like all the best lines in this movie. She does. Enter Laura Andrews from the Louisiana Ecological Wetlands Department. L-E-W-D. It does spell lewd. She has come to talk to Sheriff Mitchell. She thinks she can help with the gator. And she suggests they get a cup of coffee and talk it over. So they walk out to the driveway and sit on the tailgate of Mitchell's truck and drink Miller Lite. Because that's Thibodeau coffee right there. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Well, she wants to help them kill the alligator. And she's got knowledge of how alligators live and act so that they can use that to to kill this alligator. That's when Mitchell gets a call saying that somebody has actually caught the alligator. So they go to check it out. Back at the conference room, Cletus, along with Cletus Jr. and Guy... (laughs) Um, they don't they never really i don't know if sheriff bobby called him guy because he couldn't remember his name or if his name is guy but yeah he just cletus cletus jr guy (laughs) they have a small gator laid out on the conference room table and mayor bobby shows up to congratulate everybody and and comment that the gator smells like his wife's uh, cooking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the option was there. Let your imagination wander a bit. Then be ashamed of yourself for what you were thinking about. Shame on you. <laughs> Shame. Well, they all gather in the corner to take a picture. And just as casually as can be, Laura walks over and just cuts the gator's stomach open to see what's in it. And she takes out Uh, several things including a small animal skeleton and a license plate but there's no sign of frank in there and she explains you know that the alligator's digestive system really really slow takes them a long time to digest food and so if it's only been a few days frank should still be in there and there's no sign of human remains in this alligator's belly this is not the alligator that killed frank which can only mean one thing. There's a whole bunch of alligators in the sewer. That's, yeah, a ton. That's when we get footage of feeding time at a gator pit, which is pretty impressive, too. Cut to Brock Peterson's house and a very, very long camera shot on Brock Peterson's Speedo. <laughs> just, just hold that camera there. He is expecting a lady over at his house, and he tells her that he will be in the jacuzzi, just come around back. And um, he gets in the jacuzzi, and I don't think it was very hot. I think it was actually, by the look on his face, it was pretty cold when he got in it. And he yells, oh, that's a spicy meatball. Well, his eyes are closed and he hears something and he thinks that's his lady friend coming up and he reaches out for her and discovers it's an alligator. He screams, freeze frame on his screen. (laughs) Back at Mayor Bobby's office, they are explaining that this gator is not the one they were looking for. And Sheriff Bobby doesn't want to hear it. This festival is their biggest moneymaker right after speeding tickets. And they caught a gator, and that's all he needs to know, and the festival's going forward. Well, Laura's had enough of this. If if they're not going to take it seriously, she's going to get out of here. But Mitchell convinces her to stay and help. Next, we see Reggie playing guitar for his dog, and he's got a cute-looking greyhound. The dog is not impressed by Reggie's playing, though, and decides to show his disdain by going to get a drink from the toilet. But when the dog gets a drink from the toilet, an alligator comes out of the toilet and attacks the dog. We don't see any of this. It's all off screen. So no animals were really eaten by alligators in the filming in this movie. Also, all the alligators in this movie are either CGI, plastic, or inflatable. (laughs) But those are perfect choices for this movie. Oh, yeah. It fits right in. I have a group of um, 
of of friends I've been friends with since I was a little <clears> kid, and there's there's eight of us, and they're they're a bunch of assholes. Um, and uh, there's a text message chain between us, and and I never tell them. I I know to never tell them anything that I'm doing. Well, they found out about this movie, and one of them just jokes back, "Oh, it's a pr- probably a toy effing alligator with a." But you know, shot on a cell phone. I was just like, man, it's <laughs> not not much. You know, there's not much better than yeah. that, <laughs> dude. Yeah. I just stayed silent as that text message. But, yeah. Spoiler you know. <laughs> alert! <Come on>. <laughs> <laughs> well, he hears the dog yelping like something got him, so he goes into the bathroom to find out what the noise is about. And the gator eats Reggie, too. Laura and Mitchell, back on the tailgate drinking beer, they have decided to go investigate the old sewer plant. They figure if they can get the mother, she'll call all the baby gators back, and they can blow them all up at once. But Mitchell says they need a gator hunter, so they go to talk to Shane. And Shane's a real jerk. I mean, he's offered to help once, and they turned him down. So it's kind of like... Snooze, you lose. Yeah. Also, you need me more than I need you, so what are you going to do for me? Yeah. He'd been out hunting Nutra, which is, it's an invasive rodent in southern Louisiana. Looks kind of like a cross between a very small beaver and a giant rat. Damn. Yeah, they they are pests, and so people just shoot them, and Shane apparently eats them. Well... He tells him he's not going to hunt the gator for him, but he does give Mitchell some dynamite so that he can blow up the gator nest when he finds it. Sweet. Yeah. Cut to Mayor Bobby's house. Mayor Bobby is getting ready for his bubble bath. Combing his, <laughs> combing his mirror mustache in the mirror, telling himself how good that mustache looks. He's putting on, like, face cream and shit. <laughs> Did he shave his mustache off after the movie was over? He did. He actually, it's funny you asked that. He called me up like a day after we shot the scene of him uh, in the bathtub. I don't want to spoil anything. So, you know, him in the bathtub. (laughs) Uh, So the next day he calls me up. He's like, we're done filming my stuff, right? And I was like, yeah, why? He goes, oh, good. And I just hear a buzzer click on. That dude has had that mustache for like 10 years. And I think once we were filming with it, he was like, ah, shit, I don't want this anymore. As soon as he knew he couldn't get rid of it, he was like jonesing to get rid of it. Because he got real creepy with his mustache. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Mayor Bobby steps into his bubble bath. And as soon as he gets settled in that nice warm bubble bath, a gator appears in the bathtub between his legs and chomps his wiener. They totally pull like the Freddy Krueger Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> but, a, but they do it with a guy. So it's like, you know, and it's a gator. Yes. Yes. Well, Bobby runs outside where he is attacked by a smaller alligator. And by attack, I mean, Paul's standing off camera and throws an inflated alligator towards him. next we see gladys at the sheriff's office she answers the phone and all she can hear on the other end is mayor bobby hollering he can't talk because he's scared by the alligator he's he's fighting off gladys thinks this is a pervert call and tells him he can't keep doing this and they pay their phone bill by the minute so hurry it up yeah, make it less than three minutes. I, I got to go lunch and shit. <laughs> Which, it, it makes me think that this guy does that regularly. Like, just he'll call and start, like, breathing heavy into the phone and making weird noises. So, yeah. She, yeah, I mean, she, the being a perv. she says, you know, I've told you before, you can't keep doing this. And then she's just kind of <laughs> resigned to it. I mean, just get it over with. Come on. Fine. I'll, I'll, this is horrible. I hate my job. meanwhile laura and mitchell arrive at the sewer plant laura is ready to go in but mitchell is having some second thoughts he said he's just trying to think of any other plan 
Back at Shane's house, Shane is cleaning up after cleaning a, a load of rats, rodents that he shot. And there's something wrong with the faucet. So he sticks his finger up the faucet and gets bit by a baby alligator that comes out of the water faucet. So he does what anybody would do when a baby alligator comes out of your kitchen faucet. He grabs a big rubber mallet and beats it to death in the, mid in the bottom of the sink getting ketchup all over the sink. <laughs> Paul, walk me through the decision process that led to foregoing stage blood in favor of ketchup. <laughs> well, there was a, uh, <laughs> I met with my team and um, we had deep <laughs> discussions about it. Look, as, as Kenny said, you know, I'm, I am a one man band. And I think that I'd like to think that one man band is like a, the Yoko Ono of uh, one man bands, And that is terrible. <laughs> I am, I am horribly unprepared and we get to set and it's like, Hey Paul, shouldn't there be blood in this scene? And I'm like, and then, you know, you open up the fridge and there's ketchup there. So you, you make do. That's, that's my answer to you. You make do with what you have on. Yes. That's right. There's no stage blood in this movie. It's all ketchup. At Gladys's house, toy gators are coming out of the kitchen faucet into her dishwater. And this was the funniest damn shot. It was so cheesy because it's just a, per a forced perspective shot. And somebody yeah. is, is holding little plastic alligators and moving them behind the faucet to make it look like they're dropping out of the faucet. But you can totally see the fingers holding on to the alligator. Yeah. Gladys walks into the kitchen and puts a, a pan on the stove and, and turns the stove on. Then she goes to the sink where she is bitten by a baby gator. And as she investigates what's under the soap bubbles in her sink, she is attacked by four baby gators. And they attack her by being stuck to her face with double-sided tape. <laughs> <laughs> well she stomps on some of them she stabs one of them with a fork which of course gets more ketchup all over the place and she shoves it down the garbage disposal then she grabs one off the counter and tosses it into the hot skillet where it bursts into flames with cgi flames cgi flames very very calm flames. <laughs> yeah Back at the sewer plant, Mitchell and Laura have found the gator's nest. They both need a beer after seeing this gator because apparently it's a big gator. This is the CGI gator. And it moves very slowly, but it's, yeah, it looks like an alligator. It's big. It is a big gator. Yeah, so I'm, um, you know, I'd, I'd much rather go full practical effects if I can, even if they're bad. Um, having said that, we reached a certain point where it was like, okay, got to blow up a building and uh, light an alligator on fire. Because when I wrote the script, I didn't bother to think, like, how am I going to actually do <laughs> <laughs> any of this? Um, so fortunately, with the uh, ad wonderful invention of the Internet, I was able to find a, uh, a guy in Bangladesh uh, to make me a, an amazing CGI alligator. That CGI alligator cost two hundred dollars, which nice. was by far and away the most expensive oh, yeah. thing in the budget. <laughs> but, oh my God, uh, he means twelve-year-old. Yeah. He's... <laughs> well, so it was going to only cost a hundred dollars, but then I needed it faster, and I was like, "I'll give you two hundred if you can get it to me in three days." And he was like, <laughs> "Okay, <laughs> deal." <laughs> that was a bargain, man. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Shane shows up out of nowhere. Boom. I'm going to fight this gator. You two get out of here. He takes <laughs> back the dynamite that he gave Mitchell and he tries to light the fuse on it, but he immediately drops it. And by drops it, I mean, accidentally throws it. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's okay, though, because he's got more dynamite in his pocket because, well, who doesn't go anywhere without dynamite in their pocket? I know that guy, though. And that's when the alligator attacks him. As Shane wrestles the alligator, Mitchell and Laura try to sneak out, but Laura trips over a gator tail and ends up on the floor fighting an inflatable young alligator. Mitch Mitchell tries to help her out, but he gets attacked. Laura manages to get free somehow, 
and gets a shotgun to shoot the gator that's attacking Mitchell, which means she's firing this shotgun right at Mitchell's chest. Yeah. Meanwhile, Shane is still fighting with the mama gator in the background. You see him get slung over against a wall behind him. He says, oh, you're going to do that, huh? And head right back into the fight. (laughs) He's a tough dude, man. Yeah. Cut back to the Mormon. He's still walking the sidewalks, except now he's no longer so cheerful. He's talking to one of his friends uh, about how horrible it is being in Tibidong, Louisiana. (laughs) (laughs) The place is terrible. The people are all rude. They think he's an abomination to their God. The only thing he's found here that's any good is gator-flavored cup of noodle, which is allegedly delicious. Yeah, I like that part, allegedly (laughs) delicious. And that's when he takes a big bite of the gator-flavored cup of noodle, chokes on it, and dies. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess he's killed by something alligator-adjacent. I I, I don't know, like a baby gator was in the cup of noodles, or just because... Uh, like it had alligator in it, and he choked on it or something. I don't know. I have no I idea. Try that, so. Yeah, I would eat alligator flavored cup of noodle. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I've had alligator tail cooked, but I mean, I assume, I assume that a live alligator would stink, so I wouldn't want it to taste like a live alligator. Oh, yeah, no. It was definitely seasoned and cooked, yeah. Yeah. Back at the sewer plant. Mitchell and Laura manage to escape, and they jump over a bench just as Shane gives the mama gator a noogie. (laughs) (laughs) You like that, huh? Yeah. (laughs) It's, oh, man. You see the gator chomp down on on Shane's shoulder, and, and Shane manages to grab the dynamite that he dropped and shove it down the gator's throat. Mitchell and Laura manage to get out of the way. As the sewer plant blows up, causing some random lawn items to be thrown into the frame from off camera. Yeah, I love how like the sheriff is carrying a beer this entire time. The whole time. Yeah, the whole end of the movie, he's got a beer in his hand. Well, they get back to their feet. The flaming mama gator heads toward them, then falls over dead. And once the alligator is dead, just like a scene from Sharknado... Shane cuts his way out of the alligator's belly with ketchup all over his head, lights a cigarette, and asks for a ride back to town. <laughs> Mitchell says, okay, but you're, you're going to have to ride back. Yeah. <laughs> Mayor Bobby is on the phone with Mitchell, and he is frantic. He wants to cancel the Gator Festival. He wants Mitchell to find a surgeon and not just any surgeon, somewhere, some, one from some fancy place so that he can get his wiener repaired. It's uh-huh. really important. And roll credits backed by a blooper reel and Tommy Thibodeau of the Swamp Talk Conspiracy Theory Podcast slash Morning Drive Time Zoo. Yeah. And the credits just creep along for nine minutes to stretch this out for time. Some of the best yeah, gag credits, too. Now, the credits let you know, yeah, we know what we're doing. These aren't real credits. We had to stretch this out for time. So we made up some credits, and here they are. Like the sheriff and like the alligator hunter, man, are there going to be continuing adventures? Are they going to like take out like a gang of chupacabras (laughs) or something? Yeah, like uh, you owe us like another 27 minutes of this movie, Paul. You know, I didn't know that I would be able to sustain anyone's attention for another 27 minutes. <laughs> no, we got uh, nine minutes of credits in this thing. Come on. Hey, those are quality credits, man. Liberace's dog is one of my personal favorites. Yes. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, you know, it's uh, look, I would love to make tour gators um, if this gets its big, big following. <laughs> But, I hope um, it does. <laughs> yeah, if, you know, I, I think there could potentially be some more. Uh, who the hell knows what what might be lurking in the, the sewers of South Louisiana? Maybe uh, <laughs> any number. Maybe there's unicorns. Who knows? <laughs> 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 
And that's the end of our movie. So what's next? Well, um, <laughs> you know, we got a couple of things in the pipeline. And I know we were mentioning kind of offline. We're talking a little bit about that. Um, one of the things is going to be a horror romantic comedy called uh, When Igor Met Sally, the working title. And it's about Frankenstein's hunchback assistant finding love. It's a very, oh, very man. ridiculous movie. Uh, so we've got the script for that done. And then the other thing that we're working on the script for right now is we called uh, Killer Kites. And that's essentially like Christine. You swap the car out for a kite that cuts people. <laughs> and I was telling Mike, uh, the only other thing that I know for sure about it is that it's going to involve, at one point, they're going to try to light the kite on fire to destroy it. And then it's just going to become a flaming kite that cuts people's heads off. Nice. <laughs> and then lights them on fire. So I'm sure you'll see uh, Mr. Kenny Bello in, in those pictures uh, if he doesn't decide to <laughs> bail on this crap. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm in the long run for you, Paul. <laughs> until, I, until I ask father to get my own IMDb page at an agent. No, I'm, yeah, I'm your <laughs> until they reboot the office, you got him locked in. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, I really appreciate you guys sitting down with us. Yeah, I, it's been a lot of fun. Please come back when you make something else. Absolutely. And uh, where where can folks find you guys uh, to follow follow what you're doing? Yeah, uh, so if they go on, I'm terrible at all the social media stuff. I'm an old man on the inside. Um, but uh, By the Horns TV on pretty much any of the platforms, I believe we have uh, stuff up on all of them. Uh, Instagram, see the best of what, you know, where, where we're going and doing stuff. Or, you know, if you want to check out Sewer Gators, there's bythehorns.store on our website. Get yourself a Blu-ray copy. There's lots of fun special features and strange things, bloopers and uh how to cook alligator, you know, special feature type of stuff and all that good stuff. Got a VHS oh, yeah. version of it too, if, you know, if you're oh, into that kind yeah. of thing. So, uh, yeah, but uh, that's where you can find me. Everything I everything I have, I'm just going to point back to you. But uh, yeah, I'm, <laughs> you, know, you can find me on you can find me on YouTube. I make some. Um, I do uh, I do king cake reviews during Mardi Gras. Um, if you never had a king cake, watch my king cake review. Uh, and yeah, I'm on. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm bigger on Facebook. Funny thing is, my uh, a YouTube video that I put out will get like sixty views on YouTube and like ten thousand on Facebook. And I don't, <laughs> you, you can't get monetized on Facebook for something. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, um, I keep pressuring Paul to do uh, more projects, but uh, you know, this is a a a, um, a a charity venture for him. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'll come up with an idea after I've had, you know, a few of these chocolate beers um, and I'll, I'll send Paul a text and he'll just like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> like, Let's, do this idea. Let's do this. It's like, Kenny, it's three in the morning. Why are you texting? <laughs> but I, 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 I abuse his time. I just, just make movies all the time. So, yeah, I keep telling him, let's do some shorts. Man, I, I really appreciate you guys having us on here. And I'm, I'm really glad that it, it seems like you guys actually dig the movie. And I'm, I uh, I really, really sincerely appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Like, this has been a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, Thank nothing's you. better than a dad joke. And this movie is one big dad joke. <laughs> Look, it opens with a wiener joke. It closes with a wiener joke. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's classic right. stuff, you know? Yeah, it's exactly. Fun for the whole family. Exactly. But, Hell yeah. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys, and come back anytime. Awesome, man. Thank you, guys, really. It's been a lot of fun. That's, it is a short run, man. It is very short. It is a lot of fun. I'm really glad uh, that these guys were able to join us to answer some questions about their movie. Not sure that I understand it any better now that we talked to them, but it's I a lot of fun. I just want to see his other, like, I just want to see his other movies now. Right, right. Um He's got one about a killer mime, and uh, everything I read about that uh, was it fast food and cigarettes or something. It's like right, yeah, I fast food and cigarettes is supposed to be pretty good, and then silent but deadly. That's the one about the mime. Uh, I definitely want to see that too. That uh, title alone is like genius. <laughs> well, there used to be there was a short I saw one time with. Stephen Wright and I think Gary Shandling called Cigarettes and Coffee. 
And it was just the two of them getting all wired on caffeine and chain smoking and talking about stuff that didn't make any sense. There was a movie like uh, Jim Jarmusch did. <laughs> it was like a bunch of vignettes and stuff. And it's just like, uh, yeah, it's two people sitting in a thing, drinking coffee, smoking cigarettes, just bullshitting. Yeah. It's just a bunch of vignettes. But yeah, uh, check out Paul Dale's other stuff. Uh, Silent But Deadly, Fast Food and Cigarettes. Uh, check out uh, Sewer Gators whenever it comes up on the streaming services. Uh, like I said, it's only an hour, so it's it's like watching a bad episode of CSI. You get the same quality, except this <laughs> one's funny. Yeah, intentionally funny. Intentionally funny. Remember, <laughs> bad quality is part of the joke, and you're in on the joke, so don't don't go rolling your eyes too much. <laughs> But yeah, it was great of those guys to sit down and talk with us. And hopefully when he makes another movie, we'll be able to sit down with him again. Hell yeah. I think that's a podcast. Hell yeah. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. We had a lot of fun making it. Be sure to subscribe and leave a rating wherever you hear us. You can follow CDF Pod on Facebook and Instagram or at CDF underscore pod on Twitter. You can also visit our website at CDFPod.com. And don't forget you can help us make donations to film schools all across the country by going to Patreon.com slash CDFPod. Join us next time as we explore another movie so awesome it probably shouldn't have been made. Thank you.